This is Gemara Neir Bin Daf Pivav. The learning should be as close for Shleim of Yudemir Bin Yakir. Men of Enfigil Chaim Rum Chani Itzah Chaim and Sarah Shlom Sibin Yisrael Sarah Baskin Edot Tavasin Chaisara. Chaim Sarah Sibin Yisrael B'Midol Edot Pitnish Shavdei Shlom Yisrael Sibin Yisrael Shavdei Shlom 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 Pehei Amid Beis. We are in the middle of discussing uh, the end of the Mishnah over here. The end of the Mishnah ended. The Rav Yudah said, and we'll just scroll up a little bit, everyone can see it in the Mishnah itself. The Rav Yudah said, if there's a Tfisas Yad of the Balabayis, ain't no Oyser. Again, we all know the classic halacha that we've seen many times is every single person has to partake in the Eruf, in the Shituf. So what happens if there's one person out? It's no good. Says Rav Yudah, but if the Balabayis has a Tfisas Yad, he has somewhat of an ownership, he has a stronghold in each per house, then it doesn't answer, because then it says, if the owner, the Balamayis, has ownership in each and every house, which of course, as we're going to see, this is going to be one of the big precedences, we'll just say, mention it now, how they're going to matter Eruvim. Many people have been asking, we all know, we make Eruvs, the question is how? Everyone has to partake. We've learned all the Gemaras that the guy doesn't get involved. What if this person doesn't get involved? So one of the ways they're going to do it is, is they're going to try to get a Tfisas Yad, somewhat of an ownership. I think we might have mentioned, they might get it from the electric company, they might get it from the government. Somewhat of a way, since the electric company has the box in your house, that means they have something in your house. That's at some level, perhaps, a Tfisas Yad in the house. So says the Gemara, two lines from the end of Payam and Beis, Heichidami Tfisas Yad, says the Gemara, Ben Bunez, like the Chatzar of this person, Bunyas ben Bunis, which there's a Giras over here, whether it was the same name as his father, whether it wasn't. We know Sephardim name after the father, Ashkenazim generally do not, but that says the Gemara. What was this case? So let's look at Rashi. Rashi, uh, two lines, the last line, I'm sorry, says Rashi says he was an Ashir. Umashal He would lend out the houses in his Chatzar. He was a wealthy person and he had Kalim, he had utensils in each and every house. had a lot of Kalim. So each and every house, he had a stronghold in each house because he had a Kalim in each and every house. Therefore, this would be the quintessential case that it would not Asr. It's not considered that they're all different owners. It's considered this guy, Bunyas, he was the owner of everything. Now the Gemara says a story about him. The Rebbe saw this man, Bunyas, and Rebbe said, clear out a way for this person who's Chashiv. A different person came. Rebbe said to this other person, moving along too, they above, Ahmed Alif, Clear an area for a 200 mana, sounding like the second person was even more chashi than the first person. So Amr Lafana Rabbi Shmal Brav Yesi, Rabbi Shmal Brav Yesi is sitting there in front of his Rebbe, says to Rebbe, Aviv Shalzeh Yishle Elef Svinas Bayam. This father, this Bunyas, has a thousand boats in the ocean who connect them. Elef Ayarish Biyabash, a thousand little islands, little cities. Quite a wealthy individual. Of course, it's always a Shiloh whether these things are exaggerations or not. But the point is, he was quite fabulously wealthy. Amr Lai, so Rabbi said, so he's asking the second person who seemingly gave him more honor, more chashivas, cleared a big area. Why? Amr Lai, Rabbi responded, tell him when he goes to his father, Amr Lai should tell him, don't send me in these kalims. Meaning he wasn't dressed in a way I did not know that he was such a wealthy person. Lifnei Rabbi. Lefonai in front of me. Now, uh, the Gemara now continues, 
And the Gemara sort of almost answers the question everyone has here. Well, what's going on here? Rebbe's saying because this guy was so wealthy, therefore he should give him so much honor. And then Rebbe says he should tell his father he should dress even more wealthy so that I knew. The Gemara says, Rebbe mechabid ashirim. Rebbe kiva mechabid ashirim. Rebbe and Rebbe kiva would be mechabid the wealthy people. Why are they mechabid the wealthy people? Says the Gemara. Kedar shavavar mari yoshev oilam lefnei alekim chesed v'emes manitzeru. That Hashem is sitting in chesed, in kodiz, and in MS and in and in uh, and in uh, honesty. Now the Gemara darshins up this pasuk. A masa yoshav oylem lefnei alekim. When does the world sit in front of Hashem? Bizman at a time. Shechesed ve'emes money tzaru. When chesed and emes are nourishing the world. And now we know the secret which the Mafarshimir speak out. He wasn't just honoring him due to his wealth. He was honoring him due to the fact that he gave tzedakah. The fact that he did chasadim. The fact that he used his money for good reasons. And of course we know money could be the greatest thing. In the world, it could give you the most mitzvahs in the world, or of course, it could destroy a person. And Rebbe here was saying, You're a person of honor, you're a person of stature. Different Mavarshim speak out, people should know you have money. So they could come and ask you for tzedakah, they could come and ask you for a loan, not just because of gaiva, of course not. And the Gemara is learning that out from this Amar. Now we go back into the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, you have to have a stronghold in every house. So what's an example? So we started off with this case of Bunyas, and we said that he had Caleb in every house. Now the Gemara gives other examples. Rabbi Rechana Amar, about ten lines down, like they have this peg of the plowshare, that if you have that in someone else's house, that is a way that you have an ownership in his house. And from that example, says the Gemara, Amar Rav Nachman, Tanadvei Shmuel, Something that is allowed to be taken on Shabbos, it's not muksa. it asers. Something which you cannot take on Shabbos, it is muksa. it does not forbid. What's going on over here? Everyone should remember, when do we have the Yasei Shomach Reisha? When do we have this plowshare? That was the Gemara in Shabbos that discussed Elchaz Moksa. Moksa Machmas Chsarin Kis. This was the quintessential example of an item which has no usage. You don't use it for anything else because it's very delicate nature. And therefore, it is muksa. So the Gemara now is explaining, why did you give me an example of muksa as the example of having a stronghold in every house? You know why? Because if I have a muksa item in your house, you're not going to move it on Shabbos. And therefore, that means the entire Shabbos, I have something in your house. Whereas if I have a non-muksa item in your house, I have a safer in your house, what does that help? During Shabbos, you might come use it, I might come pick it up. So not necessarily does that help, and therefore says the Gemara, it will aser. Again, something which is not muksa aser. It asers, meaning I don't have a stronghold in your house, meaning we have two different owners in this chatzar, meaning we have to create an Erev. It's, it's not counterintuitive, just have to think about it. Something which you're not allowed to take, it is muksa. It does not aser, why? Because that means you're not going to move it, that means I have a ownership, something that's always going to be in your house. Tanami Achi says Gemara Raya Yishlei Tevel Yishlei Ashoshes. If you have Tevel, something that should Moksa Yishlei Ashoshes. You have a. Uh uh, Rashi says it's a barzel. You have this lantern, which again is muksa v'choldover. She ain't no nitel b'shabbis. Anything that you don't move in Shabbos, ain't no yoiser. Then it will not aser. Then it's called. I have an ownership inside your house. <clears throat> that is the end of this little small sigi that we started with today. That whenever I have an ownership in each of these houses in the chutzur, we do not create an eruv because it's called that we all have a joint ownership at some level. Says the Gemara. 
a concept that we've had quoted before, and here's the Makar, you leave your house and you go live somewhere else. Says Rameir, even if you're not home, it asers. The fact you have a house in this Chatzar, again, let's give a simple case, we have a Chatzar with five different people living there, I'm one of the five, I go away for Shabbos, if I am not part of that Erev, says Rameir, it asers. Seemingly sounds like that the point is that a, a, a Dira, even without Bailim, the house, even without someone there, sounds like according to Rameir, it asers, even by a guy. Rabbi Yudaimer, no. And again, that was the Machlikis that we had back then, whether a Dira below Bailim, a house without an owner, a house without someone living here, because I went away for Shabbos, whether that is called a Dira dwelling or not. Rav Yehissi says, if a guy goes away on Shabbos, then it answers. You know why? Because he might come home. He doesn't have Shabbos. He went away to the beach. He went away for uh, overnight. He might come home Saturday morning. Says Rabbi Yaisi, therefore it answers. But Yisrael, a Yid, a Jew, he goes away for Shabbos. He's not walking home on Shabbos. Therefore it does not answer. Shein der Yisrael, love Shabbos. Jews are not going to come home when they go away for Shabbos. Rabbi Shimon, I the opposite extreme. I feel, no, I'm sorry, further in that extreme. I feel we need beat beisai. Follow Lisha Esel Bitoi. Says Rabbi Shimon, you leave and you go to your door. If you know where she lives, she lives a few blocks away. Says Rav Shimon, still, Says Rav Shimon, you went away for Shabbos. Who cares that you're three blocks away? You're not coming home. You're by your daughter for Shabbos. And therefore, it will not answer. You are now part of the equations if you don't live there. Says the Gemara, the obvious diak of the Mishnah, what did Rav Shimon say? You leave and you go to your daughter. Says the Gemara, Amar Rav Shimon, Vidavka Specifically, you go to your daughter for Shabbos. Avul binoi loi. But if you go to your son, then not. Amri inchi, Navach bach kalva, al Navach bach yoyasa That when it comes to the son, when it comes to the daughter-in-law, then we're afraid you're going to get into a fight. The lion's going to come bite you. And therefore, you're going to come run away. You're not going to be able to recognize Reconcile the fight with the daughter-in-law, and therefore you're going to come home on Shabbos. But when it's your daughter, even if you get into a fight with the son-in-law, the daughter will know how to deal with pops. The daughter's going to know how to deal with the father, the parents. Therefore, we assume that she'll plaque in and she'll get everyone happy, and therefore you'll stay for Shabbos. So when it comes to the daughter, we assume even though it's in the same city, you're not going to go home. When it comes to the son, we are more concerned. Moving along to another Mishnah. Again, going back, we started to discuss this a few days ago. We have two different chateiris. We have an item in the middle. Of joint usage, at what level does joint usage answer, and how do we remedy the issue? So we have a bar, we have a pit, a sister, and a well. Between two courtyards, says the Mishnah, You're not allowed to use that well on Shabbos. Ella, first of all, why can't you fill it up from on Shabbos? Seemingly. Number one is the water is all mixed together. Water moves. So seemingly things in my chutz or things in your chutz or it's moving all around. And my usage and your usage answers on each other. Says the Mishnah, what do you have to do? Something that we've seen this already. You have to make a machit, you have to make a partition, ten tvachim tall, split between the well, then we're allowed to use it on Shabbos. Whether you make the, the machit to the wall on the bottom of the well, whether you make it at the lip of the well. Again, we're going to quantify and clarify exactly what this means. Clarify, actually. Shimon Gamliel, Laimer. Sad, that's a Tanakama. Where you make the wall wherever you want. Comes in Shimon Gamliel and he says, Beisham, Milmata. Gotta make the wall, the partition on the bottom. Beisil, Laimer, Milmala. Gotta make it at the top. Okay, so we have the Tanakama. It says, make it where you want. Rev Shimon, Ben Gamliel says, it's a Machlik, it's Beisham, Beisil. 
says no once you have a wall in between I don't care it's in the pit it's not in the pit it's on top of the pit you have a wall separating the two chateres that's all you need before we go into the Gemara this is the basic picture again we have two chateres on either side we have a pit in the middle and we want to know how do you fill up how do you separate that pit already over here you're starting to see they're putting a wall there, this tent have a wall. And the question is, will it speak it out the different options? That wall, does that pit wall have to go all the way into the water? Does that wall have to go sticking out of the water? Does that wall, could it be on the top of the pit? Does that wall have to be lower down near the water? And that is going to be the Machlaikas that's going to ensue right now in the Gemara. So again, we had a Shimon Gamliel that said, whether Milmata on the bottom says Beishame or Milmala, the top says Beishilo. Says the Gemara, a two-way machlek is how to understand this word milmata and milmala. Of course, these are uh, perspectives. So whenever you have, it's on the top, it's on the bottom. On the top of what? The bottom of what? Says the Gemara, Amar Avuna. Lemata, lemata mamish. Says Avuna, you know what the bottom means? All the way on the bottom. Now, don't get uh, tricked by the word mamish. Because what? It, someone might read those words and think, ah, all the way on the bottom, all the way in the water on the floor. So look at the first Rashi. Rashi says, Lamata mamish samoch lamayim. Close to the water. You don't have to touch the water, but it means on the bottom. Again, we have this pet. Actually, you know what? This is going to be a perfect example. Over here, here's water. So you'll have over here, the question is going to be, I think you can see the water in the cup. The question is going to be, where are you going to put the wall? Does the wall have to go into the water all the way to the bottom? Does the wall have to go up to the top to the lip? And that is going to be the question of what's going on over here. So says Rav Huna, Lamata Mamish means, I just had to drink a little more, it means inside the well, but not into the water or into the ice cubes like we have over here. Lamala, Lamala Mamish, on the top, top half of the well, but not into the water again. Zebar, both of them inside the well, not over the top of the well. That is Rav Huna. Let's see the opposite, and then we'll show the pictures. Rav Yehuda Amar, don't get a, don't get uh, nervous that we're not going to show the pictures because I showed my cup. Rav Yehuda Amar, lemata lemata min hamayim, ah, inside the water, lemala lemala min hamayim. On top means on top of the water. So again, Rav Yehuda says lemata is inside the water, lemala is on top of the water. Everyone right now is thinking, one second, Rav Yehuda, when you said lemala on top of the water, that is what Rav Huna meant of Lamata. So Rav Huna's Lamata meant all the way down close to the water, which is true, and Rashi points out that Cheshvin. So let's see the pictures over here. Here we have, again, you have to make a Machizik Vayasaratvachim, and this is the this is a picture in the water. This is going to be, this is another picture, just a little bit of a more modern day picture, as you see over here. Here's a wall, Lamala, above not touching the water, and Lamata. This was the first opinion of the Gemara. That what did Lamata mean? Lamata meant in the well, Lamata on the bottom, but not inside the water. Comes along the Gemara, Am Ravuna, no. This is Ravuna, I'm sorry, this is the first opinion. That Lamata, Lamata Mamish means not in the water, but inside the well. Again, this was also Ravuna. One more time, it means not touching the water, top and bottom of the well. Here is the other Ravuna. And then comes on Rav Yehuda says, No, Lamata Min Hamayim, it has to be inside the water. And here's Rav Yehuda again, inside the water. That's going to be the next step of the Gemara. Comes like the Gemara. Now the Gemara wants to know, 
What exactly is at the bottom of this machlekes? Are we just arguing what the word lamata means? Obviously, there's a reason Rav Yehuda says it's in the water. Obviously, the reason Rav Huna says it doesn't have to be. Says the Gemara, Amali Rabbi Rav Chanan Labayi. Why did Rabbi Yehuda say it has to be in the water? You know why? Says the Gemara, you know why? Seemingly Rabbi Yehuda was bothered that the water is going to mix. One more time, let's read it again. Why, when it's Lamata Mamish, why Rabbi Huna's wording did he not like? Why did Rabbi Huda not like when the wall was outside of the water? Why not? You know why? Because the water mixes. When you have the wall, in this case, when you have the wall on top of the water, all the water's mixing underneath. So what's the wall helping you? Says the Gemara, one second. In Rabbi Yehuda's case, when the wall was inside the water as well. The water's still mixing. So again, let's go to the picture of Rabbi Yehuda. The, wa- the water is in the, the, the wall is in the water. But seemingly, the Gemara thinks that it doesn't stick up all the way on top. The water's still all mixed around. Answers the Gemara, Amr Lay, Loi Shmilacha, Adam Rav Yehuda, did you not hear that Rav Yehuda said, Amr Rav, Umatba Mishum Rav Chia, Sarshi Yerba, Rachel, Kanan, Malamina, Mayim, Tefach. No, it has to stick all the way up. So the wall, according to Rav Yehuda, has to go all the way to the floor, Tent Vachim, and stick up a little bit. So now there's going to be no mixing of water. Visu, and furthermore, Adam Rav Yehuda, Lamalu, Lamalamina, Mayim. When Rav Yehuda said that the wall is on top of the water, Maishna, Lamalama, Mishdalai, why did Rav Yehuda not go with of Huna's opinion that meant that the wall is on the top of the well. Why? You know why? Because the water is going to mix. So too in Rabbi Yehuda's case, the water is still mixing. Because we think right now, the wall is going until the water. So underneath it, it's still mixing. The wall has to go into the water at Tefach. And therefore, it'll be a hacker at some level that it's not mixing. Let's see the pictures over here. Here's where you see Rav Yehuda holds that the water goes into the water and the wall, and it's sticking up, as you see here in the picture, it's sticking up a eh? tefach. Continues the Gemara, that has to be the Rosh Hikonim, our nicker le malo. Over here you see that it's Lamala Minamayim, but look carefully at the picture. What do you see? The wall goes into the water of Tefach. So of course, obviously underneath the Tefach it mixes, but explains the Mafarshim at some level to Hekar, it's recognizable that it's splitting up the water. Says the Gemar, Yehuda. Now we go into the last part of the Mishnah. That which of Yehuda said. Kaira Arba Mataris Bakhorva. That which of Yehuda. I'm sorry, not the last part of the Mishnah. Well, it's gonna have to do with the last part of the Mishnah, because what's Rav Yehuda at the end of the Mishnah say? Rav Yehuda at the end of the Mishnah said, if I take a wall and I put it across this wall, that's all I need. Doesn't have to go into the water. That's it. Just a straight up wall on top of the wall, water is enough. Asks the Gemara, Rav Yehuda holds. When we have a rune, and that was the picture which we'll show again in a minute, and we have a beam, a horizontal beam, a fourth fachim, that allows you to carry in the chorva. He says that this din of the Kaira, this din of this four tefach wide beam works for water. What's going on over here? The pail goes underneath that area. Here we go. 
Here's the case where we have a chorba. This is the runes. And we said that when you have this four tefach wide top, it's going to allow it. Why does it allow it? So the picture here beautifully brings down from Rashi, P. Tikra Yair Visaisin. The edge of this beam goes down and effectively closes it off. And that's why it acts as a mechitza. Says the Gemara, Kaira Araba Materes Bimayim. Now, what's going to happen over here? When you have this Kaira, when you have this beam that's four Tfachim wide, that's Rav Yehuda meant that you have a wall straight down through the well, and that's going to allow it. Because we're going to say that the sides of the wall are going to go down. But asks the Gemara, how does that work? Ask the Gemara, but what do you mean? I'm drawing water with a pail. The pail's going to float right underneath this beam. This beam's not actually stopping anything. It's an imaginary wall. Imaginary wall is not going to stop the pail. Says the Gemara, Kim Says the Gemara, no, the pail doesn't go so far. You're drawing water. It's not going to go further than Fort Fachem. Says the Gemara, fine. But Tachas Kaira Mia. What about underneath the beam itself? Underneath the beam itself, the water is going to mix. Says the Gemara, the famous answer that we've seen many times. It's a special kula that they allow to work by water that they're going to allow, according to Yehuda, when you have this beam, this four tefach wide beam, they're going to allow it to work. A hacker, a, a, a reminder of sorts. Even though it's true, maybe the pail won't go underneath, but the water underneath is mixing. A special kula of water. And now the Gemara quotes the case like we does a hanging machita work by a rune amarle and machita tulia mataras ella bimayim? Why? So too says our view did the same thing by us. A special kula by water. Says the Gemara. Amrav you delete machita. Words in the Mishnah. We're holding about eight lines down. When Rav Yudah said that all you need is a wall straight across this foot, well, he's going in the opinion of Rav Yaisi, the Amar. Rav Yaisi holds, doesn't only work in water, it even works by dry land. And now let's look at Rashi. Rashi speaks out. Rashi towards the top of the Ahmed, two lines into the narrow line, says Rashi, Hilkach, Rashi's explaining, well, why does the Gemara say it has to do with Rav Yaisi? <laughs> we just said it's a cool of water, and this is water. So Rashi says that what Rav Yudha means is that it could be inside the lip of the well, and you're not going to even see it, and it's still going to work. Why is it still going to work? Just like Rav Yaisi holds, it works inside dry land, it will also work inside this well when you don't see this wall in between, it's inside the lip of the well. It's so now we learn to the Mishnah. You're making your sukkah. And you make walls of the sukkah from the schach going down. When it's three tvachim off the ground. Psula, we've seen this concept before. You don't have lavud. When it's three tvachim off the ground like you see in this picture. Then what do we have? Gideon biking by. The goats could walk right underneath. Therefore it's no good, says the, Mish- says the Gemara. But let's say you're building the wall the other way. You're building the wall from the floor upward. In once the wall is 10 tvachim tall, that's all you need. Because once you have a 10 tvachim tall wall, you have a din of a machitza, and then it goes up out of Lurakee Evans, even if the schach is further away. I think we have a picture of that. As you see over here, once it's 10 tvachim tall, we don't care if the schach is higher up. Says the Gemara. However, Rav Yesi, Aymer, Rav Yesi says, Kishem Shalamata Lamala Asara. Just like when it goes up, 10 is enough. Kachmel Mala Lamata Asara. 
excuse me, Rav Yaisi allows a machitza tliya, a hanging machitza to work, even when there's going to be ten tevachim, uh, a gap in the bottom, even though there's going to be gedi and they're going to walk right through it. Says Rav Yaisi, you have a din of a machitza, you have a wall? I don't care if there's a space underneath. Since the special kula that Rav Yaisi gave, even by Yavesha, even by dry land, Skamar now wants to say that Rav Yudah is going in the opinion of Rav Yaisi. Says the Gemara, no, Falahi, it's not true. Like Rav Yudah, sarv like Rav Yaisi, Falahi, Rav Yaisi, sarv like Rav Yudah. The two are mutually exclusive. Rav Yudah, in our mission that says that this wall works across the well, has, does not have to hold like Rav Yaisi. And Rav Yaisi, by Sukkah, that says that when you have a tent of a wall hanging, it doesn't have to reach the floor, it doesn't necessarily hold like Rav Yudah. Explains the Gemara. Rav Yudah, Falahi, sarv like Rav Yaisi, why not? Ad, can look Rav Yudah, Elo, Beiru V'chatir, is there a banan? Ah, what's our whole halacha? Irv chatzirais. That's a dinder abanon. Avol sukkah. Sukkah is a dinder raisa, says Rav Yehuda. Loi. I don't necessarily agree with Rav, with Rav Yasi. Moving along, and says the Gemara, Vlayer of Yasi, several like Rabbi Yehuda. And Rabbi Yasi does not necessarily hold like Rabbi Yehuda. Why not? Ah, can the come Rabbi Yasi, a little the Isra say? Says Rabbi Yasi, you're right, Sukkah is a deraisa. But what's the worst thing that's going to happen? You're not going to have a Sukkah. So you're eating out of a Sukkah. That's an Isra say. However, which is bad, but it's only an Isra say. Ahu. Avil Shabbos, relatively disra skilu. If you're Haifa on Shabbos, we throw you off the cliff. We throw rocks on top of you. It's an Isra skila, says Rabbi Yasi, like. So Gemara says that, dude, do not necessarily have to do with each other. The cooler of Rav Yehuda that works by the well might be only a cooler by Erev Tchumim. The cooler of Rav Yehuda by Yisukah might be only by Nisra Asai. And Rav Yehuda's din in the Mishnah is not necessarily because he holds like Rav Yehuda. Loi Amar. Vim Taimar. And if you're going to say, Oh, you said, Maisa Shinasa Sipairi, Alpi Minasa, that story that happened in Sipairi. That they allowed these hang- they, they allowed, the, they allowed something, which we'll see in a minute, who paskin like that. Loi Alpi Raviesi. They not do it, Alpi Raviesi. We're about to see a story. Of a Machitza, Toluya. Of a hanging Machitza. And the Gemara thinks right now, you know why? Because of Raviesi. Basically, what the Gemara is saying, that no, Raviesi's din is not only a din by Sukkah. We're going to show a story by Hilch Shabbos. We're we're going to have a kula, and we think it's because of Rav Yaisi. LLB says Gemara, no. LLB, Ravi Shmob, Rav Yaisi, Naseh. It was a story after with his son, Ravi Shmob, Rav Yaisi. Tchios, Rav Dimi Amar. Now we get the story. They forgot to bring the Sefer Torah from the house to the shul. So how are you going to get it? There's no Arab. How do you carry the Sefer Torah? Lamachar. The next day, what do they do? Parsu Sadlin Alamudim. They hung up sheets on pillars. And then they view Saver Tayra Vikarubai. Vikarubai. They brought the Saver Tayra and they read. As we see over here in the picture, what happened? You have your house on the right with the Saver Tayra. You have your shoe on the left. How do you get your Saver Tayra there? So, you know, you do the Gemara things right now is you put up the Chitzais and that allows you to carry the Saver Tayra. So the Gemara says, seemingly, this shows us that Machitza Tluya, hanging Machitza is okay, which we thought was like Rav Yaisi. Now we're saying, no, it's like Rav Yishmal, the son of Rav Yaisi. Says the Gemara, whoa, 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 slow down. Parsu, Lechatzchila, Mishari, what are you talking about? The whole discussion was if a hanging Machitza works. No one ever spoke about hanging a machita, actually erecting a, a partition on Shabbos. That's not allowed. We know that already. We learned to sing Mar and Shabbos. Everyone agrees. You're not allowed to make a temporary partition on Shabbos. So what are you talking about in that story? Who says they made these temporary partitions? Ella says, you know what the story was? There already was this partition hanging on the poles. And they brought the Sefer Torah 
and they read from it. So again, they didn't actually erect the partition, they just used and allowed the partitions to work. But again, the Gemara is saying that it's not the opinion of Rabbi Yasi, it's his son. And as well, the opinion of Rabbi Yudah on the Mishnah that allows the wall going through the top of the well is not necessarily the opinion of Rabbi Yasi because the two do not necessarily have to do with each other. And we'll pick it up from Amar Abba, Rabbi Yudah, 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 these uh, platforms, these porches on top of water.